What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the movie Blackberry. Here's a quick synopsis. Mike Lazaridis is attempting to create and sell the first cell phone that can email, though he's not so good at the business side of things, so he brings on the business-savvy Jim Balsillie, and together they found success with the BlackBerry. The film stars Jay Baruchel, Glenn Howerton, Matt Johnson, Carrie Elwes, Michael Ironside, Rick Sumner, Martin Donovan, and Saul Rubinek. Standout performances. One of the most interesting things about this movie is its two leads Glenn Howerton and Jay Baruchel are doing something other than what they are most well known for. Let's start with Howerton who is one of the stars of the longest running sitcom of all time. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia which has been on since 2005. In Blackberry he plays Shark Jim Balsilly who becomes co-CEO of Blackberry and portrays him as a blunt and ruthless someone who will do anything to get rich quick. I would compare Compare this performance to two of my favorite performances: Michael Douglas as Gordon Gecko in Wall Street, and Michael Keaton as Ray Kroc in The Founder. All three are playing guys who are great at selling products and acting like the guy who is in charge. Howerton and Blackberry is corporate greed personified. He gives one of the best performances of the year so far, and in my opinion, the most surprising one. I don't want to spoil anything, but there is an outrageous moment where Ball Silly is trying to buy an NHL team. It is one of the funniest moments on film this year. With Jay Baruchel, he was a prominent figure in movies when I was growing up. He was in the Seth Rogen group appearing in Knocked Up and This is the End. He was the lead of She's Out of My League in The Sorcerer's Apprentice and voiced the character of Hiccup in three How to Train Your Dragon films. In the last few years, he really hasn't been in the spotlight all that much. He's become a filmmaker, making movies solely in Canada. If you grew up watching Baruchel, this is a very different kind of performance for the undeclared star. He plays Mike Lazaridis, the brains behind Blackberry. I saw this movie with my dad and he described it perfectly. This is the first time where Baruchel is playing an adult. He begins the movie as hopeful and naive and ends the film just as cynical as Howerton's ball silly. Where the character ends up is noteworthy for me because he's not money obsessed. He's obsessed with making the best phone possible, yet he's still in the wrong because his work-life balance has caused him to lose his humanity and he's so in love with his own product that he can't even take the competition coming seriously. Baruchel will next star in the thriller Humane directed by Caitlin Cronenberg, daughter of renowned filmmaker David Cronenberg. Matt Johnson is not only the director and co-writer of Blackberry, he's also one of its main stars. He plays Doug, Baruchel's Mike's best friend, who works closely with him. He's the one who's hesitant to bring on Howerton's gym as co-CEO. His character is comedic relief, but you could also argue he's the heart of the film. He's the only one questioning whether the success of this company is worth making these employees' lives miserable. One of the many things I liked about BlackBerry is how it explores what usually ends up happening with these tech startups. They start out as small businesses between friends, and then as it grows and grows, it becomes less and less about the individuals, and if people working there are happy, and it 
becomes more and more about selling the product. In this case, a BlackBerry at all costs. Michael Ironside, a well-respected character actor, shows up in the middle of this movie as a character who attempts to make BlackBerry and all of their employees more professional and constantly talks about firing people. The idea that success in business does not usually come from nice people has been explored in movies before, but I felt like this movie had a fresh take on that. There's a real debate to be had about what leads to more success, the way Jim runs the business or how Doug, the best friend of Mike, who works and co-founded BlackBerry, wants the business to be run like more of a friendly place to work where you can have a fun movie night. And I think what the movie is telling you is that sadly, the only way that BlackBerry was ever going to blow up was the ruthless way Jim got the job done. I've seen the Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn movie, The Internship, about how cool it is to work at Google. I watched the HBO show Silicon Valley. I like those shows, but do I believe those shows are believable? That those places where they work are always fun and games? No, I believe BlackBerry is more realistic to what these corporations are like. The other part of the movie that we all know is BlackBerry is no longer culturally relevant. The phone was, of course, overtaken by the iPhone. I love movies about Facebook and Apple, but it's fascinating to look at the company that came second place. And one of the biggest reasons why is because iPhones look better. In the same vein, I would love a movie about MySpace, and it wasn't just that Apple ruined BlackBerry. Their own shady business strategies came back to bite them, and not a lot of people know that side of the story. I didn't know the company was run by two C and how insane it is that neither of them could see what the other one was doing was dysfunctional because a lot of the time when one of them was doing something the other one didn't even know about it they had their own personal agendas for Mike it was to make the best phone possible and for Jim it was to get rich if you've listened to this podcast before then you know I love movies that have a consistent tone a movie where every Every actor in it feels like they are in the same movie, and I can say that about BlackBerry, and there is a version of this movie where the Glenn Howerton performance is distracting, but I think everyone was able to survive that. Like, I think the movie works. I think Jay Baruchel and Glenn Howerton work. I think that is a dueling performance. Both of them are doing two very different things. I also heard an interview where they were asking Jay Baruchel, what was it like to not be the comedic relief? Because there is a world in the past where Jay Baruchel would be giving the Glenn Howerton type performance. Now, the Glenn Howerton performance to me is comedic. It's also dramatic. It's so, so good. I would describe it as Glenn Howerton in the show Succession. Like, that's what that felt like. It felt like an episode of Succession. And I mean that in the best way possible because this movie has the perfect mix of comedy and drama. I also heard the director, Matt Johnson, talking about the fact that most people 
people that work for these companies like BlackBerry have a love of science fiction. And I just love the character Doug's obsession with movies. He quotes the movie Dune at one point in the movie. Like, this is a guy who loves science fiction. And that makes sense that the person who loves science fiction wants to make the absolute best technology with their best friend. There's been a lot of talk about how this is one of the many movies being made right now about an organization like BlackBerry. Of course, Air, the movie about Nike, was made earlier this year by Ben Affleck, and I'm sure more and more of these companies are going to get their own movies, and I think this is happening because, A, we really don't know the story behind these companies until we saw these movies. I knew absolutely nothing about the company of BlackBerry. All I knew was my dad once had a BlackBerry and they were a dominant phone for businessmen. I didn't know why the BlackBerry fell apart. I know that Apple took over. I never really lived in a world where BlackBerry was dominating. I've never seen a whole lot of people with Blackberries. And I think in our minds, we've all simplified the story. Well, Steve Jobs just came around and destroyed them. No, there is more to the story. There is a world where if this company had one CEO who knew what they were doing, that they would have been able to evolve. They would have been able to survive. They would have been able to compete with Apple. But no, because Jim was doing his shadiness within the company and Mike wasn't doing enough to come up with a new phone because he was so in love with the one that he made. There's a point in the movie where Mike is telling people that he's trying to sell the phone to that the thing that his customers love most about the phone is the keyboard. And I think that's what he's missing out on, is he looked at something that was already there and said, that is what most people love about their phones. What Steve Jobs did with the iPhone is he gave you something you weren't even thinking about. We weren't that concerned about whether our phones had all the music we wanted on them, but now that we've had it, it's all that we want. Like Steve Jobs and the people at Apple were able to go further than what was actually there. There. They were able to go further than what was on paper. They gave some people something they didn't even know they wanted. And BlackBerry was not able to do that. It was just giving you the same old phone. Yes, it was revolutionary. It gave us email, but it wasn't able to go further than that. Other companies I'd love to see movies about, like I said, MySpace. I don't know the deal with MySpace other than Tom. I don't know how Facebook was able to just destroy MySpace out of the water. I want to know more about that story and its failure. I love a MySpace movie that also included Dane Cook because Dane Cook was a comedian who became famous because of MySpace. That is literally all I know about MySpace. I'm too young to have actually ever had a MySpace, so I would love that movie. Another movie I would watch, a movie about Amazon. How did this company that that just deliver things, become Amazon Prime, become people that make movies. I know absolutely nothing about Amazon. I've seen movies about Apple, I've seen movies about Nike, and now I've seen a movie about BlackBerry. I want to know the Amazon story. Where did this company come from, and how is it continuing to evolve to become the most dominant company on planet Earth? I think the issue with that is the success of Amazon would just be disgusting 
disgusting to display on screen because it's just so prominent in today's world that we probably don't need a movie about Amazon. I think what makes BlackBerry special is it's about a company that failed and you're interested in why it failed and you're not really sure why it failed. Like again, we knew the simple part of the story. Apple came around and destroyed them, but there was so much more to it. There was something to be told within the movie BlackBerry. And also, BlackBerry isn't a movie about the BlackBerry phone. It's a character study about these two men that had to form this unlikely duo. And that's another thing I'm interested in when it comes to this movie. And these tech businesses in general, there are the people who actually make these products, but they are never the face of the product themselves. There's this great scene in Aaron Sorkin's Steve Jobs, where Steve Wozniak, played by Seth Rogen, is asking Steve Jobs, played by Michael Fassbender, what is it that you do? And what he does is sell the product. I think that is something that is undervalued when we hear about these stories, and that's why these guys who can sell the product become the faces of these organizations, because a guy like Mike Lazaridis doesn't know how to sell the BlackBerry on his own, so he needs a guy like Jim Balsill who knows how to sell products. That is why this guy has power over the guy who invented the thing. Just because you invented something doesn't mean you know how to get millions upon millions of people interested in them. When you're done watching this movie, you will definitely ask the question, who was more vital to the success of BlackBerry, Mike or Jim? Like, could Jim have been able to sell any product he was given, or was the BlackBerry itself revolutionary? We'll never really know the answer to that question, but I think I would put my money on Jim because Mike didn't know how to sell the product, and Jim was the one who was able to sell this product. He was able to do it for shady reasons. He was able to get people interested. He knew the game plan. He knew the business. No, he wasn't a nice person. No, he wasn't a great boss, but he was a great businessman, and I think that's the point the movie is trying to make, that you don't need to be nice to be great in business, and usually, nice fails. Oscar chances. I've heard some people say that Glenn Howerton deserves an Oscar nomination for his performance in this movie, and I couldn't agree more. I think it is the best performance I have seen so far this year. I've watched It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, but I have not always thought that highly of Glenn Howerton. I just thought of him as the goofy guy from that show. I now think of him as a really good actor, and you will too after you see this movie. He's more than just the funny guy from those sitcoms. I know he also had another show, AP Bio. This makes me want to see Glenn Howerton in all of the best movies, because I think he can be a character actor. I was thinking this after I saw this movie. They, James Gunn is doing a Superman movie. Do you know who would make the perfect Lex Luthor? Glenn Howerton. Make that happen happen as soon as possible. I would love to see him in that movie. It's also worth noting that once upon a time, he was almost cast as Star-Lord in Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, this guy just has not done enough movies for what he's capable of doing. This movie will leave you super impressed by Glenn Howerton. And I'll admit, I've always been more impressed with Charlie Day and Rob McElhenney 
than I have been of Howerton from that show because those guys have done other things outside of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Charlie Day was great in Horrible Bosses, and Rob McElhenney has also done brilliant work in Mythic Quest. Those guys have done other things successfully outside of that show. Now Glenn Howerton does, and he does it so well in Blackberry. He is the best thing about this movie. I never thought Glenn Howerton was capable of being the best thing about a movie. But here we are, and he deserves recognition for it. Overall, Blackberry is what I want from modern movies, a film that is telling a true story that hasn't been told before with strong performances. And enough time had passed where even though people remember Blackberry, we have all somewhat forgotten how prevalent the phone was to every businessman who had one of these phones. Blackberry has me excited for the second acts of the careers of Glenn Howerton and Jay Baruchel. The other thing that makes this story a movie is the fact that it's about an enterprise that was triumphant and a failure at the same time. The story of Blackberry was way more complicated than I thought. And maybe we didn't get the full story because Blackberry was a Canadian company. Blackberry is one of those movies the minute I heard about it. I wanted to see it. I wanted to know what this movie was about from the get-go. I knew it was about the phone. The minute I heard about it, I heard that Jay Baruchel and Glenn Howerton were going to be in it. I was like, wow, I'm not used to seeing popular actors show up in a smaller Canadian movie. There has to be something about this. I just knew that this movie was going to be different. I had really high expectations. I know a lot of people have been surprised by this movie. I heard about this movie a while ago, and I wanted to know about the subject matter. I'm glad I know the story about the BlackBerry phone. I'm glad this movie exists. It is the perfect mix of comedy and drama. It's also super informative and entertaining. I really hope this movie finds success at the box office. I hope it gets nominated for Best International Feature at the Oscars. And I hope it gets nominated for Best Feature because that's how good BlackBerry is. I do not believe we will live in a world where there will be 10 movies in 2023 better than Blackberry. And I'll end with this. If you're fans of Jay Baruchel and Glenn Howerton, you are going to be surprised by this movie in the best way possible. This is not Jay Baruchel doing his usual comedy thing, and this is not Glenn Howerton playing Dennis from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. These are these guys giving two of the best performances of the year so far. Howerton, to me, in the movie is giving more of a comedic performance. I was so surprised by Baruchel in this movie because he usually plays characters that talk a lot, like watch She's Out of My League, watch Knocked Up. He is nonstop talking in those movies. In Blackberry, he is giving a brilliant, subtle performance. The evolution of Jay Baruchel is jarring in the best way possible. Well-known actors surprising you is the best thing in movies, and Blackberry offers that not for one actor, but for both of the lead actors. I walked into this movie not knowing who Matt Johnson was, and now I'm super interested to see where his directing career goes from here. Like Hollywood, give this
this guy a movie. This guy knows how to make good movies. He knows what to do with a specific tone. And I would love to see him work with Jay Baruchel and Glenn Howerton again. Whether or not you owned a BlackBerry, this is a movie you're gonna want to see. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I highly recommend you check out the movie Blackberry. Next week on the podcast, I'm talking about John Wick Chapter 4 starring Keanu Reeves and directed by Chad Stahelski. So tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs>